Welcome to The Ziggler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and this is our Habits Show. What are the healthy habits of an emotional fitness sensei? Oh, I was curious too. Miles Adcox is our guest today. And after our main conversation with him in show 657, where we talked about emotional fitness, I was eager to walk through the seven spokes on the Ziggler Wheel of Life with him. Uh, here's one thing. Longtime show listeners know I find great peace and roots in the outdoors. Well, Miles recently posted on Instagram. We talked about it in the show here. He said, it's been in my blood for generations. I'm thankful for mother nature and her unique way of taking me back home. I was also intrigued to hear he has four guys he meets with three or four times a week to work out but not just a physical workout. They also give focus to the emotional and spiritual aspects of their lives, a workout in those areas in essence. And regarding his habits to keep relationships well, he does, he says, a lot of repair work, meaning he realizes that rips are going to happen in relationships and his priority is making sure he makes adequate reparations. So these and other inspiring issues in this show with Miles. Again, you can investigate your own emotional wellness and dig into that at onsiteworkshops.com. That's Miles website URL onsiteworkshops.com. Okay, friends here, then we go with miles Adcox and his healthy habits for success. Well, miles being in the, you know, arena that you are, and I know in the first show you talked about that you don't necessarily want to just be labeled the counselor guy or, or, or whatnot, but you work in the arena of, you know, emotional health and habits being such a big part of that, that were the sum of those I know is probably a daily issue for you. So I'm even more uh, interested to hear some of the things that you employ and try to employ in your own health and wellness in these areas. So we'll start off and this is just the, the physical nutrition side. What are the things that you do in those areas to have as much health as you can? I'm very much uh, engaged, interested in exploring uh, functional medicine and I both personally and professionally, meaning we're, we're trying to use it uh, as much as we're using traditional psychiatry on the behavioral health side. But I started when I hit my mid thirties, I just started not feeling well mm. and I, my energy started to decline. I started having some skin issues. I couldn't figure out what was going on. And I assumed Based on what I know, I usually always go, I don't look at the physical side first. I look at the emotional side first. And I'm like, I wonder uh, what level of stress internally might be causing this. And instead of going to see a therapist, which I always kind of see, I decided to go see um, a functional medicine doc. Dr. Danny Williamson was my first um, uh, doctor. And then uh, since gotten to know Dr. Sarah Bomar as well, both of them I highly respect. Uh -huh. Both of them are down in Franklin. And I, I, I love it. It's way more of a holistic. Um, yeah. And frankly, I've always looked at the behavioral and the physical uh, health side of healthcare as a sickness model. And finally, someone came through the lens of a wellness model and I was all over it. So I have done blood panels. I know what foods are good for my body and which ones aren't. I try to eat that way. I don't do it perfectly. Uh, but I'm making progress. Thankfully, my wife is a really clean eater, so she helps with that. And I go through seasons. Sometimes I really lay off what I know is not good for my brain, like a lot of sugar. And in some seasons, I'll find myself doing not so well with that. 
But at the most part, it's just conscious eating, I yeah. think, is a big one uh, on, on the health side. How about just from a physical aspect? I know you're quite the outdoorsman. Does that kind of encompass your physical output, just being out in nature? Yes and no. I mean, I, I, I exercise as well. I have to be stimulated to move, and, and I don't sit still well, so that requires a lot of stimulation. And what <laughs> I mean by that is, I just, as I just said earlier, self-awareness, I've got to know who I am, and I, I've, I've got – ADD. I was diagnosed with that multiple times and just to make sure I actually had it. And so a traditional structure, wake up every morning and do 30, you know, do this repetition of exercise has never been a fit for me. So I have to make it innovative, engaging for me to actually want to do it. And, and I do that and mix some things that are more fun for me. So I've got a group of guys or four of us that we uh, work out together, usually three to four days a week when everybody's in town. And we'll do a, a, a spiritual, uh, an emotional, and a physical health check-in wow. every morning. We do all that in one hour. Uh, so we've got a trainer that trains us on the emotional side. I'm sorry, a trainer that trains us on the physical side. I, in a sense, I guess, would be the emotional trainer. And so I'll give them emotional health exercises. And then we do the mental side. But because I, I, because I prefer spiritual and emotional exploration over physical, but I know how valuable physical is. I had to blend it in to make me do the physical and make me want to do it. Yeah. That's really interesting and appropriate. So yeah, my business partner, he's the functional medicine MD and his, uh, his quip on you. Know, what's the, what's the best exercise? And he says, whichever one you will do. So, uh, go find, oh, the, I love that. Go find the one that's fun that you'll do every day. And I'm, I'm interested in your four guys there. I'll have to ask you more about that one. Well, uh, second spoke here then is family and friends, both. We're just talking about the key relationships in your life. You know, what are the things that you employ there? Uh, and you've got, uh, you've got one, one kiddo now and one on the way. Am I getting that right? Yeah, that's right. Okay. So you got a family there and then I know you've got close friends. So what are some of the consistent things that you do there to keep those relationships? Well, I do a lot of repair work and that's, wow. that sounds challenging to lead with. Um, but I, I don't think in, in close relationships, if they're going to be intimate and vulnerable, you're going to have some rips. So they're the ones that are going to see the best of me and the worst of me, meaning they're the place I feel the safest to vent. And to be veiled down, this is how I'm really showing up in the world right now. I'm not proud of it, but I'm just feeling this. Mm -hmm. And so if I'm going to say something that comes out sideways, it's usually going to be with the people closest to me, which is kind of ironic that it works that way. But because of that, I had to be very intentional about my repair strategy because it's not really about the rip. It's about the repair. We're going to have challenges in our relationships, especially our closest relationships. It's more, what do we do to make sure people know we're aware of it and we're willing to do something to make it better. I had one of those this morning. Uh, so last night I got home, I was tired from travel. We'd been gone for a while, came home for a day, was gone for three back home. Um, and I, I came in and I was excited to see my wife and son, but I was also kind of tapped out with words. I'd been talking all day long. Yeah. And didn't really want to talk. Well, they hadn't. They wanted to talk and they were excited to see me and they didn't get, uh, Hey, you know what? Uh, I've daddy's been working all day and I really, well, I won't go, but they didn't get an empathetic response. They got a stress response yeah. and I kind of just shut it down and stonewalled them a little bit. And I knew it in the moment and I, could, I couldn't really stop it. Uh, and I usually will try to do it before I go to bed, but I didn't last night. I went to bed and we were all a little stressed as if I can't speak for my 18 month old son, but I'm sure 
he picked up on some of it too. But uh, I know my wife was. And so it was the first thing I did this morning. I simply just sat down and had a talk with her. I owned every ounce of it and said, I, here, here's what I'm going to try to do a little differently when I know I'm coming off the road. And she felt heard. Uh, we had a good connected moment and we were able to repair it and, and move on. So the repair strategy is one of my key assets. That is uh, brilliant and good for me to hear as well. Confirming. Thank you. Uh, the next one is mental, just the mental side, which you spoke to a minute, a minute ago that with your guys, you hit the physical and emotional and mental, spiritual sides. But so on the mental, yeah, what is that? What's your focus there uh, when you, when you, to, to address that spoke? I think we have to have a built in uh, process uh, so that we can uh, talk about it. So there are things called 360s, which I know you know about that we typically do in business structures when we have people take a look all the way around and then figure out what parts are going well and what parts aren't. We need that in our personal life too. And I think if we don't wait until we do this once a year, every five years when we're at some retreat and somebody's facilitating it, when we build that into our daily practice for the few people that are safe and that we trust, uh, it's been a game changer for me. So honest process. And I've learned that it doesn't happen organically. You have to you have to build it in and be intentional about it. So, and it, it's a little awkward and it's absolutely okay because it's not what people do normally every day. Yeah. Well, find an outlet for honest process, find some people you can do that with. And I like uh, challenges. And so I give myself and the guys that, that I get to do a life with, these are good friends of mine, that we give each other emotional challenges and they would be, um, I want you to write a letter today uh, to someone in your family who uh, you feel like you'd express some gratitude to and just give it to them. The next day it might be, I want you to call your mom and share something with her that you're proud of her and the way she's showing up today. The next one might be, I want you to find a stranger and do something kind for them. Those are things that you hear happening on the tail end of campaigns. Like somebody will do a kindness campaign uh -huh. or something and motivate people to do a one-off kind I like building that in to try to do it weekly and don't make a production out of it. It's not like you have to tell everybody what you're doing, but if a few people know and you can process it, it really, I think helps your emotional health grow. Yeah. It reminds me of one of my, my favorite people, Shanti Feldhahn with her kindness challenge and how that rewires our brains. And thanks to these sponsors for bringing us today's show. Um, next one is financial, which interestingly enough, uh, we did, I, I wasn't even thinking about this when I, uh, when we chatted before that, uh, you've, you're currently in the midst of some financial, uh, decisions and, and, and things, but whether you want to mention that or not, but what are some of the things, you know, financially with that you have employed personally and with business, some of the things that you do to keep yourself well and on track there? Yeah, I got, honestly, I got so fortunate that my father was a good teacher that space of, of all the things that he taught me that was one of the things that i think he i was the most proud of and i, I take I, I i he's still around and I, I get to call him i mean he's a he's the cheapest consultant i have for my business <laughs> and so i lean on him pretty hard uh, and he's always lived within his means he's been fiscally conservative um he's been conservative with with debt uh, and he He's, when, he, when he has it and uses it, he aggressively pays it down. And that's just been something that's been hardwired into me. And I know that's kind of rare 
uh, but I'm so grateful I had it because it's helped me navigate life that way. And I just try to live by those principles. But I also am very susceptible to financial stress. So is the rest of the world. It's the number one stressor for about 80% of Americans, and it's the least talked about thing in counseling. And that always fascinates me. And primarily it's because a lot of us in the help, in the helping space, a lot of therapists are not good with money. And so we wouldn't necessarily counsel people on something we're not good at ourselves. But there are finance is one of the things that takes relationships down. Um, It it, it can be number one. One of the first causes of divorce is when people aren't talking about money. So I find that with my wife, we just talk about it and she's not one that wants to talk about it. She doesn't really want to know what's going on with money, but we talk about it. I shared with you at the top of the show, actually, or we recorded another show. Actually, it wasn't recorded, which I was thankful for, but I'll share it now. It's, I just, you know, I, we're, we're growing our business, and I just took on some, some debt to do that. And I'm excited I've got the opportunity to do it, but it still scares me to death yeah. uh, because it, it, just the pressure and the responsibility of, yes, we're growing this beautiful service, and yes, it's a heck of a lot of responsibility when you sign that line. I think a lot of entrepreneurs get that, but there's a lot of wannabe entrepreneurs that underestimate that. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Well, and you also, so so, so let me say the strategy behind that is that when you checked in with me this morning and said, how are you doing? Knowing I left the bank 30 minutes before our interview, I told you honestly, so I don't need to sit on that and pretend like I got it. I'm seasoned and taking risks like that. Don't bother me. Financial risk. I need to tell someone like, yes, I'm human. And this stresses the heck out of me. And therefore, it doesn't compound, it offloads. Next one's spiritual, uh, which you, again, mentioned, too, that that's something you do with some with some guys uh, as one part of it. But, yeah, what kind of outline what you do as far as your spiritual habits? I start every day with a simple prayer. I use a serenity prayer. I do it with myself. And I am a big believer in prayer and meditation. I like the relational side of prayer, but I also like the ritual side of prayer. Um, but I, I like having honest, loose conversations. And some of my favorite prayers are when people don't know. And, and I said earlier that I am, am, am a Christian, but I love when people don't know how to speak Christianese and they don't know the format. And they just have this rambling, beautiful conversation. So I'll often do that in my work setting is if I know somebody is not a believer, I'll ask them to pray for us just so I can, we, we can shake it up a little bit. So I like, I like getting my spiritual tune-ups in a non-traditional way. I want to find people who live it and not just study it. And if I can find people who live it, whether they're under a construct of my belief system or not, I want to know them, spend time with them, understand what makes them tick so that they can pour into me spiritually. It's a simple way. It's just starting every day in prayer. Starting every day in prayer meditation is going to be game changer. Career is the next one, and that's an area I, I don't know a lot of your history. I, it sounds like it was kind of in the corporate, you know, business arena, and now you're still heavily you're, you own a big business, but you've obviously gone in this direction. Probably have a lot of opportunities that come to you now. What are some of the maybe some of the boundaries or parameters or uh, things that you do to keep yourself well and not too deviating in your career? Business is a, is a, is a simple one. It's mentorship. Mm. Without it, uh, there's no way I'd be doing what I'm doing. And it was way more important to me than education. The education was a good foundation, but I wish they would have said that in, in undergrad and grad school is that 
you, in my opinion, I've been success, as successful as the mentors that I picked along the way. Wow. And, I, that, and, and, they, and I've still got them. I still have people I can pick up the phone and call when things are going really well and where they're not so that I can process and share with. Um, I try to uh, constantly be microscoping the integrity of how we operate and make sure it lines up with the values. A lot of people speak values and, and market and advertise values, but how often do you audit your values? We, we try to do that as much as we possibly can. And I, I just don't want, I don't want my business to be this separate thing from my life. In a sense, we help people separate their professional and personal identities, but I don't want to go to work and come home a better person because of it. And I want to leave home and come to work a better person because of it. Yeah. And so if both of those environments can can be nurtured along they can be life-giving versus taking the last one here is personal and this is this is the things that are just just for you i know it's all personal but these are the things it could be the fun it could be the hobbies uh i i did see and really appreciated a post on instagram it uh, showed you out looked like kind of hunting gear and you ended the Statement with it's been in my blood for generations. I'm thankful for mother nature and her unique way of taking me back home. Uh, ah, that, that resonates with me. Absolutely. But I'm going to assume that that's one of the things that fits in there, but yeah, tell us just about the things that you do for fun, play hobbies, anything outdoors. You nailed it out. I, I grew up hunting and fishing in a small town in the South and it's still uh, just the anticipation and the waking up and before the sun comes up and just being out in nature really makes me come come alive but i i, I love uh, anything that requires movement i like sports um, i love to, to hike and, and move and i love doing things with, with people so any really stimulating conversation is fun for me so if i can find that in social circles then uh, it really pours into me personally Excellent, man. Thank you uh, again, just for giving us a little bit of behind the scenes of what's happening with you. Uh, it's just a gift and incredibly inspiring miles. Thanks for being there again. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, there you go, folks. Wisdom from a world influencer. I hope it just inspired you and opened up some other ideas for your own healthy habits. Again, you can connect with miles and check out what he has to offer regarding your emotional wellness and fitness at onsiteworkshops.com. And if you got value from the show, leave us a review in iTunes for the Ziggler show. If you do, I'll send you $10,000. Okay. Not really, but it, the show's free and it's really the best way that you can thank us and help others find us. All right. Well, coming up next in show 662, we have our Q and a show. What is a negative truth about yourself that you would like to change? This is the question I posted on Facebook. Uh, it's a question I was concerned might not get a lot of responses because it's kind of asking a negative question, but instead we got inundated with incredibly frank responses. Here's a sampling. Uh, I'm patient or I act emotionally to everything. Uh, I keep reacting poorly to my wife. I'm waiting for things to be perfect. I create too much drama. I procrastinate. I struggle to balance optimism versus reality. I build a wall and don't know how to have meaningful relationships. Okay, that wasn't one person. That was snippets from a lot of people. And it just kept on going. I mean, the struggle is truly real. 
Well, and those are just the clips. You're going to want to hear the details of what they share. They're tremendous. And from this, the question that arose was, is admitting really the first step? Um, obviously it's valuable, but you'll want to hear what we get into on this conversation. Uh, now you are aware and actually admit are you going to be a step closer to actually changing? Again, that's the focus. I had Michelle Prince join me to talk through the comments and this issue. Till then, folks, thank you, as always, for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together. 